1: Welcome to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, an update Alan, how one effect of the pandemic has been early retirement for many and how that's ugly for the economy. And also, I want to talk about an experience I've had personally for the first time ever about renting something. I've talked about for years and tell you my experience that could save you money. So, wow, we got to talk. You know, employers have used the pandemic as an excuse, as a way of getting rid of people that are older workers. And they've been able to avoid any discrimination age discrimination, oversight, really, by using the pandemic as a way of paring back workforces, really giving it to older employees, them taking it on the chin. And the crazy thing is the reality, companies that do that end up lowering their future profitability. And they think they're so smart treating older workers like dirt and treating them as refuse or surplus, and hiring somebody younger, cheaper. And yeah, there are advantages, at least immediately, with payroll, but what do you lose? You lose the institutional memory. I've seen that in so many industries, so many businesses, where they decide they're going to pair payroll, and they really go after the older workers, and they end up thinking that they're doing something really clever. They know it's dirty, but they think they're doing something clever. But they end up hurting the company's very future. Well, now, to surprise, the Wall Street Journal wrote a report about why getting rid of the older workers is actually going to harm the American economy because the number of workers 55 and older that are in the workforce right now is down to 38%. That is an exceedingly low number. And for people even above age 40, some employers have decided they're too old and made them surplus. And so the effect on ultimate economic output is very, very clear that it's going to hurt us as a country. You know, it's my belief that we need to have age discrimination laws with teeth. Because the odd thing is that it turns out employers are working against their own self-interests and the interest of the United States when they discriminate against older workers. Because... The experience and expertise is so valuable. But the thing is, I know what it's like with short-termism. Short-term thinking is so much a part, especially of publicly traded corporate America, where all they think about is what's the next quarter going to look like. And the reality is companies go extinct. Throughout corporate history, throughout capitalism's history, companies that were on top of the world eventually fade into insignificance and potentially oblivion. And one of the real dividing lines between companies that stand the test of time and those that don't is how do they treat their workers? So again, you may think you're being clever treating people like dirt, You're not. And Krista, with that having been said, let's take some questions.
0: Okay, Clark. Teresa in Oklahoma says, My husband is an over-the-road truck driver, and he changed jobs a couple of times last year. We rolled our 401k and Roth each time into the company matching 401k. The job he has now has a decent pay but no benefits. He chose to move everything to an insurance company. We have our life insurance with them as well. Yep, a friend sold us, LOL. We paid, up, we paid a heavy upfront cost. I am self-employed and started a SEP with Fidelity. We are not happy with the insurance company. We can't access our stuff online, and they won't talk to me, although we filled out a form naming me as a secondary contact. Should we roll everything over to Fidelity? At 52 and 51 years old, we're not where we need to be for retirement. I try to contribute 10% of his income to his Roth, and same with mine. I'm, also, I'm contributing to the 2035 retirement fund like you suggested." Do I just fund the Roth and and SEP and leave the 401k alone?
1: So uh, I'm terrified about where the money was moved. This is an ultra, ultra high commission, ultra high cost insurance company. The fact that on top of it, you're getting lousy customer no service worries me. I'm also very worried as to what the money has been put into at this insurance company. I'm frightened that there may be extreme penalties to move the money from them to a good provider like Fidelity. What I'm going to suggest in this case is you want to pay for some hourly support, hourly advice from a member of the Garrett Planning Network, garrettplanningnetwork.com, and have somebody, you can search by zip code, find somebody near you, have someone who is an expert in this who is only there to represent you, be able to uh, navigate this for you and help you with migrating the money into an IRA at Fidelity. And I'm really, really sorry that he was sold a bill of goods by this insurance salesperson.
0: Cindy in New York says, does making a payment only toward principal on a car loan lower the monthly rate or lessen the number of payments? For example, I want to pay $10,000 toward the principal. Will that do anything?
1: Well, Cindy, it'll do a lot because it'll significantly shorten the length of the vehicle loan, and almost all vehicle loans are computed as simple interest loans, meaning that when you pay a bulk sum like ten grand up front, you will remove a lot of the remaining interest that you'd have. That 10000 will never have interest again. But there's an interesting possibility, excuse the pun, if you're willing to throw that kind of money at the loan, you may find that what would work the best is go to a credit union to refi that existing car loan into an ultra-short car loan, a couple of years, three years, whatever, and pay the 10000 towards the balance as it's refied so that the payments remain affordable for you And that would be a win-win-win because credit union vehicle loans tend to be a tiny fraction of a percent of interest versus loans done at a car dealer or even loans done at a bank are much more expensive than vehicle loans done at a credit union.
0: And Lauren in Georgia says, I've been trying since December to get a new dishwasher for my mom's house, a standard 24-inch black with front controls dishwasher. I ordered one from Lowe's, but it keeps being pushed back as they don't have any and have no idea when they may get one in. Same with all the other retailers I've tried. Her machine is 20 years old, so it is desperate to be replaced. Any suggestions?
1: The big problem right now is the custom color, wanting a black dishwasher front instead of white. Uh, The inventory levels are so extremely low. I don't know if it still exists, but there were... Uh, dishwashers that you could change the front later at relatively low cost. So you could you could find a white dishwasher if it has an interchangeable front panel, you could later change it out for a black one. But I also love scratch and dent inventory. Instead of waiting forever for something to be ordered, there are appliance sellers that specialize in scratch and dent appliances. Where, in the case of a dishwasher, the the scratch or dent hopefully would not be in the front. That would be unsightly. Or also at, on the floor at Lowe's, Home Depot, or any other appliance seller, there may be a scratch and dent item available. It would be a good choice for you. It might even save money doing that. Uh, the appliance shortage has gone on much longer than anybody could have imagined and it's because in the factories where these appliances are made, they've been uh, super spreader kind of facilities where so many of the workers have gotten coronavirus, gotten sick or worse, and it's disrupted the production uh, either at, at the final assembly or at various part suppliers for appliances. That's why we've had such an enormous problem. Coming straight ahead... I did something for the first time in my life. I rented a storage unit. I learned some great lessons I wanna share with you.
0: Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized.
1: we're moving and it's something that is unusual in my life we have only lived two places over the last 25 years and so we're moving to a place one-fourth the size of the home that we have lived in and so i have been very busy toting stuff to charitable donation centers uh consignment shops giving stuff to my kids, for my uh, two older kids who live on their own, for them to have. And it's been uh, quite an odyssey. And we still have stuff that we don't have enough room for in our new place and we're not ready yet to get rid of. It sounds like a pretty typical thing, that last part. So I've never rented a storage unit in my life. And... It's something I've talked about over the years, how much stuff we as Americans have, that we have this unbelievable number of storage units. And it is something that we're the only people in the world like this with all these storage units. So I didn't know anything about it. I read online some about renting one. And then I started uh, figuring out which ones were geographically appropriate for us, even though you don't regularly go to a storage unit, came up with a list of 14. And then I started looking at pictures of them online, eliminated eight of them just from looking at pictures. They look sketchy. And then the other six, I went and drove by. I know this is more work than most people probably think is reasonable, And then I came up with four that seemed like they were all fine choices. So then I started looking. Now you can look on the websites and figure out which one has what you want and what prices they're charging, what deals there are, and the rest. And it is absolutely unbelievable. For a storage unit, we needed a a 200-square-foot one. Twenty by ten is what we ended up with. How different the prices are from one location to another. That this is crazy, Krista. The place we ended up renting from. These are all uh, almost all these storage unit facilities are in limited partnerships. Even if it's the same brand name, they're different operators. Mm-hmm. So the one that we ended up using is about five hundred yards from another location of the same company. Oh my gosh. And one of them was more than 50% higher for a 200 square foot storage unit than the one we rented. Because once I had pared down the list, it was just a matter of which one had the best deal. So what's cool about what we have is we have, basically it's two side-by-side units make the 200 square feet So when we get rid of half of the stuff, we go down to 100 square feet. And then my goal is within a year to be at zero square feet. But the pricing online is dynamic demand pricing, as so many things are now. And whatever their demand is for different sizes in that location, that sets the rent, which can ultimately change on you. Um, and you're a sitting duck, you then have to go get your stuff if it gets too expensive and move it somewhere else. And your possessions are not insured. So you have to either buy insurance from the storage company, from your homeowners or renters insurance, or because a lot of times with homeowners or renters, you get a certain amount of coverage for stuff in a storage unit, or you buy a third-party policy, which are easily available if you use a search engine and you look for storage unit insurance. Now, I did not use the insurance we have on our new home because I never want to make a claim against my homeowners. And um, it's very easy to buy an independent policy, which will be a lot cheaper than the coverage offered directly by the storage facility. But if you do want the easy button, you can pay more, and just get the insurance from them. Look closely at the terms and conditions of the insurance coverage. It's not that great, but it's better than not being insured.
0: All right, let's get to some questions. Annie in New York says, I've been getting mail for someone using my address for unemployment insurance. What should I do?
1: Oh, boy. All right, so somebody's probably committing unemployment insurance fraud, and... You, even though they're not using your name, it could still be a problem for you. So what I suggest is you contact your State Department of Labor and the Unemployment Insurance Office. They are really used to, over the last six weeks, hearing from people with some issues of fraud, and you just tell them that, give them the information on the name that is using your address To file for unemployment, and then their fraud unit, whenever they can get around to it, will uh, do what they can about an individual who likely is committing unemployment insurance fraud. Okay, and
0: then this is from Adam in Connecticut. My car lease is up in September. The residual value is about $2,000 higher than the current market value, so I won't be purchasing it. I'm really hoping that an electric car will be available by then at, affor- at an affordable price. I'll only be able to afford around $20,000. I won't be leasing again, so I'll depend on the $7,500 tax incentive. What do you think? Should I break the lease off early and finance an affordable gas vehicle soon, or wait until September and hope that an electric car will be available and worth the cost if the mile range is only around one i am considering the electric Mini Cooper because of its relatively low cost.
1: Adam, so the scoop is um, electric vehicles are going to get cheaper each year, but they're not in the price range you're looking for new. The reality is, though, the market for used electric vehicles is very favorable to you because electric vehicles have been improving so quickly that even ones that are two or three years old – Don't hold value right now in the marketplace. So if I were looking for an affordable electric vehicle, I would forget about the $7,500 tax credit and instead look at what is available to you in the used electric vehicle market where finding one that has a hundred mile range is pretty easy for you to find a deal. And the reality, you buy it, Sorry had a lot of its depreciation hit and then in the next few years you can get rid of it not lose much money on the sale cuz the first person did and then you can get an up to the minute electric vehicle that will be easily in the low $20,000 range.
0: And Allison Georgia says we cannot get our money refunded for international flights that were paid for but because of the pandemic We can no longer go on the trip as our cruise was canceled. The airline no longer even offers the flight that we paid for. They want to offer us a credit and limit when and how we can use them. Our credit card company says they can't get our money back either after a long process. Please help.
1: Alice, I'm shallow breathing because there are millions of people in the same situation that you're in. A lot of people's credits that were... That were given to them in the early stages of the pandemic, spring of last year, are now set to expire. And the airlines are just so excited because they're going to pocket all this money. In the situation with international flights, the airlines have made it so hard because so many of the flights are no longer in existence, just like you found. The credit card companies cannot help in this case just as you discovered because the airline did give you a credit and gave you the ability to use it. So this is absolutely one of those things where bad things happen to good people because of the pandemic and as much flexibility as you can show so you don't lose that money, I want you to do. And what do I mean by that? The flight you paid for no longer exists. But try to turn the lemons into lemonade by flexing going somewhere else that airline goes internationally, using that money so that you don't have to walk away from it. And I want you to know we're working to update all the latest travel info on Clark.com because so many people have been affected by so many unusual circumstances. And I also want you to know where it does make sense and doesn't make sense to book travel now for the rest of this year and into 22. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review us wherever you're listening. For more money saving info, Go to Clark.com, and for bargains, ClarkDeals.com.